Hello, and welcome to Standoff, the podcast where we put abilities from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure up against each other on a randomized bracket to determine which stand is objectively the best. My name is Kingdom, and I use he, him pronouns. And Cat left. Cat's back. <laughs> my name is Cat, and I use she, her pronouns. You didn't like my intro? No. Oh. <laughs> no, I hated it. <laughs> uh, are we going to keep that? Is that real? Yeah. Okay. What what do we do on this podcast? I already I already did that part. Yeah, but how do we do it? You got to do your. In- well, I said it. You did not. I came back and I said I'm cat and I use she her pronouns. I didn't notice that. I mean, we moved through the bracket, going through six criteria for each stand, rated A through E to inform our decisions. These are appearance. Um, what does the stand look like? Ability. What does the stand do? Versatility. How much can the stand do with the abilities it has? Understandability. How easy it is to get what a stand does. Reference. The names of stands are highly referential, and we look at that. And X Factor. Just how much we like a given stand. We look at the stands in a vacuum away from their user. I'm never going to do the uwu voice again. <laughs> um, we talk about spoilers. And music is music. Music is music. Enjoy music. And yeah, I was going to say, I'm the one who has uwu brain worms right now. You're not supposed to be the one doing the voice. I can do whatever I want, all right? that That's true. <laughs> all right, I'm sorry. So yeah, this week our matchups are Judgment versus Gold Experience Requiem and Limp Bizkit versus Papal Moon King. Shout out to uh, Limp Bizkit. Don't know. We're not shouting what? out to Limp Bizkit. We can't. I guess we can. Do you like the band Limp Bizkit? They're funny. <laughs> the name oh. is just like, when you really look at it, that's really funny. And like, Fred Durst? The dude's name is Fred Durst. Dude did make a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, should we talk about what the localized name for Limp Bizkit is now? Just say it. Flaccid Pancake. <laughs> That's bad. That was bad. Yeah, its localization name is Flaccid Pancake, and it's actually very funny. Let's continue. Let's just do Judgment. Do you do you want to talk about what Judgment looks like or does? Uh, I can. Uh, you do look like because I want to do what it does. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because I don't like what it looks like at all. Oh, okay, I thought because you don't want to have to talk about what Gold Experience Requiem does. Oh no, I wasn't even paying attention to that. Fair. Yeah. Judgment is a large, barrel-chested mechanical humanoid. It wears massive shoulder pads and other pieces of loosely attached armor throughout its body. It has a large, purple, grate-like band around its chest, with a large gold circle on its stomach below that. Robotic parts of its arms are exposed through its armor, and it has three metallic fingers on each hand. Judgment has large, ovular eyes and a piece of armor in the shape of a round helmet on the left side of its head. Per the wiki, its design is inspired by Jinzo, Ningen, Kikaider, and Kamen Rider by Shotaro Ishinomori. In the colored manga, Judgment is portrayed as having a purple body with yellow arms, head, and shoulder pads, as well as green eyes. In the anime, it's portrayed as having a magenta body, but bone-white arms, shoulder pads, and head, as well as blue eyes. This boy chunky. He's pretty chunky. He's a big genie boy. He's large. Not a lot of stands are large. That's true. Yeah, especially after part three. 
Tusk Act Four is pretty big. Tusk Act Four is pretty big, but that like that just like stands out as like a different like a, something that makes it stand out. It's a I can't talk. You know what I mean? You're good. That that makes sense. That's fair. What what do you give this big judgment boy for his appearance? I give him a B because B for big boy. B for big boy. Yeah, a B for big boy is pretty good. I gave him a C because I don't like his head. It looks like kind of like pieces of scrap metal like stitched together, and that's cool. It does, yeah. And the big design, genie Aladdin was big barrel chested, so maybe Iraqi was pulling from that. Did Aladdin happen before Stardust Crusaders? I don't think so. Did Aladdin rip off Judgment? I hope so. Same. Will you tell me why I've been calling Judgment a genie boy? Sure. What did we agree on with appearance, though? Oh, sorry. A B for big boy. B for big boy. Hey, big boy. Uh, ability. Judgment appears from a lamp and pretends to be a genie in, in its one appearance. It has the ability to make clay constructs from an individual's greatest desires, which it pretends is a form of witch-granting. The fakes are nearly perfect, with objects replicating the properties of the real item and people having the appearance, though purposefully made slightly more monstrous, the voice and memories of the real person. It pretends to make your wishes come true, but it really just fake clay monsters. Yeah, and then they try to eat your brains. It's an interesting take on, like, the whole monkey paw thing, where, like, you make a wish, and then it just kind of tries to fuck with you. But this is, like, isn't even making your wish come true. It's just fucking with you. It's just lying. It makes you gold coins that are made out of clay. That won't pass. I think it would, though, because it, like, takes on the properties of the real thing until he's like, haha, they were fake. So I imagine if your judgment's user, you could, like, just counterfeit a bunch of money. But then uh, you go to an old-timey Western bank, and then to check if it's real money, they bite the coin, and then it breaks off into clay, and you're like, ah, oh, there's clay in my mouth. What the frick? <laughs> you know, I can't argue with that logic, I guess. No, you can, because it makes the properties of the real thing. But why clay? I don't... Why not? Clay is a common substance for, like, creation mythos. Yeah, and it makes sense with the whole judgment thing and the, like, the genie style. Yeah, I, I think clay makes sense. I don't think it's a very good ability, just because I don't know how useful it is in actuality outside of being able to counterfeit goods and money. I think like, it's cool and interesting. It's, it's cool and interesting, guess. It does make your sister a naked zombie. Alright, but it's not really the real one. Right. Because she's made of clay. Because she's made of clay. Cat. Kingdom. What if I was made of clay? You very well could be. And Judgment's just been fucking with you the whole time. I mean, you don't seem to get drunk, so you very well could be. I definitely do, though. Fair. What do you give the ability? I give it a C or a B. Let's go C. I think it's interesting, but it's not super strong. Agreed. Yeah, well, at least compared to stands, because like we're talking about Golders Fringe Requiem next. Well, we can't we can't take that into account yet. I mean, we have to compare it to other like the baseline of stands, you know. Fair. Gold Experience Requiem is not a baseline. That is a paragon I, of stands. I understand. I understand. Yes. In this podcast, we are all understands. 
We're not even at understandability though, because we're at versatility though. I think versatility is an A. I think this is yeah, this is one of them that is an A for versatility. I think versatility is rough for a lot of stands, but presuming if you are the user of this, you could basically just make anything out of clay, right? Yeah, you can make more than just an ocarina or a basic pitcher or a pot. Shut the fuck up. Or a bridge with some other materials. <laughs> or a bridge with some log stakes, yeah. Um, welcome to Standoff, where we both want to be playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be playing WoW. Alright, th- fuck you, <laughs> nerd. What's, I think understandability is also an A. It just threw the monkey's paw. It threw the monkey's paw, but in a cool way. I give it A. Nice. Let me read you... The reference for this stand, Judgment, which is Judgment the Tarot card. Do it. Do the do the upward and the downward. Yeah, so in the upright position, this card is referred to as a time of resurrection and awakening. A time when a period of our life comes to an absolute end, making way for dynamic new beginnings. And reversed, the Judgment card signifies that you are allowing fear and self-doubt to hold you back from making the decisions necessary to move forward in a positive direction. Alternatively, the card in the reverse position can be a sign that you may be refusing to learn the karmic lessons of the past, or you may be reproaching yourself for past mistakes so much that you are unable to see the lessons to be learned from those mistakes. That's oddly really fitting. Yeah, in reference to Polnareff and his place in this arc, because we kind of had to pull that in for this. Yeah. I think it's an A, because he's not letting the death of his sister go, even though he beat Centerfold. Judgment uses that against him, and he has to let it go when Abdul burns her clay figure up. And also, like, at first he thought Judgment was, like, helping him and granting wish or whatever, and that's, like, fitting for the upright, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, no, he's actually bad. Oh, no, it's the down, it's the reverse position and oh no it's me i'm just talking i i know yeah it's this is a shockingly good tarot card reference and it's a shame that it's up against gold experience requiem i mean it's not a great stand but it is a good tarot card reference it's still pretty good so, do you agree that reference is an a or oh, yeah. wherever you want to put it yeah yeah a. and x factor is a c it's it's fine i would agree actually it's very forgettable Mostly because it, like, appears once. Yeah. It's not forgettable, because it has a catchphrase. Oh, true. When it grants wishes, it says, hail to you. And then when Abdul comes and beats the shit out of it, he says, hell to you. And it's great. It's good, but even with that catchphrase, it's still forgettable. But So that means that, that that's not a good sign, is all but, I'm saying. But, 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 but then they pee in the stand user's mouth. I don't remember that. What? You don't remember Abdul being like, Paul Durap, let's engage in the manly art of taking a piss together? Oh, no, I do. I do. Yeah. <sighs> fucked up. Stardust Crusaders is fucked. Yeah. But it's good. <laughs> it's fine. It's funny. It's my second least favorite part. Second least favorite. Uh, same? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's where it belongs. Don't, don't flame us. At me. No flame, don't like, don't read. Um, can you tell me what Gold Experience Requiem looks like? Gold Experience Requiem looks like a fucking e-boy. <laughs> kind of, yeah. 
Uh, goal experience requiem is a humanoid stand of similar height and build to the user. It's always it, it generally is. Uh, it has ladybug emblems on the back of its hands and oblong grooves along its entire body. Its forehead to temples have part of that stretched upward and back. Like it's like it's like its hair is blown back, but its head, but it's it's just its head. Yeah, that's that's the best way I can describe it, and it kind of looks like a crown. Yeah, because the back of its head is left hollow. Which is badass. Uh, its eyes are embedded into cross-like structures seeding into and extending out of slanted sockets. It has an extended tall collar around its neck because it's an e-boy. <laughs> Gotta have the high collars. Gotta pop that shit. Yeah. It has large purple upside-down heart in the center of its chest, as well as the garment around its waist of the same color. It has various oblong sections of its body that are indented in a different color from the rest of it. Primary, primarily along the outside of its arms and legs. It also has orange spheres in its neck and cheeks, elbows, chest, and ankles. Uh, Gold Experience Requiem is presented as being primarily ivory white in most uh, media featuring it, with brown, amber, and violet features. Gold Experience Requiem is shown to act autonomously and speaks for itself. It does. It has opinions. Just like e-boys. I, I'm the wick. Shut up. <laughs> the, the wiki says it's ivory white. I think it's more of a pale gold. It's a pale gold, but like ivory white's kind of pale, that like pale tan. They're very similar. Yeah. Um, Gold Experience Requiem looks cool as fucking hell. It does. I love it. And it does all the cool poses. It does like Jono's poses that are cool, but like better. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. The upside-down heart is, like, Giorno's suit. Yeah, you didn't know that? I just put that. <laughs> Shut up. I think Gold Experience Requiem's appearance is an A for awesome. It is. The only thing that I would like to make a complaint about mm-hmm. is, in the manga, from the back, if you just see his, you see his back, and he looks like he's wearing, like, really tight underwear. <laughs> And then it looks like the whole, it looks just way wearing really fucking tight, tidy whiteies, but they're purple in the anime because it goes all the way around this time. It, like, that's the only thing I have a problem with. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say that in the manga they're crotchless. They are also. I was going to mention that. It's kind of upsetting. It is, but that's the only problem I have with him because he's awesome. Pretty awesome. I guess I have to tell you what it does now. Go for, it's not that complicated. It just takes it, a lot of words. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Experience Requiem retains its status as a close range and power type stand Ooh. despite its Requiem transformation. One second. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm wrong. I think this is the first time we're talking. Well, there's only two Requiem stands, but we're talking about Gold Experience Requiem before we've talked about Gold Experience. Yes. That's kind of fucky. It's a little fucky, but I, I tried to account for that as best as I could. We'll get there. All right. Go for it. Unlike Chariot Requiem that changed completely and went berserk, Gold Experience Requiem retains its status as a close-range power-type stand, and it becomes so powerful, it allows its user to float, like the world, or Star Platinum, and Stardust Crusaders, which is cool. That's some Dragon Ball Z shit. I fucking love it. Uh, Gold Experience Requiem retains the primary ability of its predecessor, Gold Experience, and that it is able to give life to inanimate objects. Gold Experience Requiem's instance of this is only shown once when it turns a rock into an attacking group of scorpions. 
looks it like is, badass. It's very good. Yeah, so it's so strong, it shoots the rock faster than the eye can see. It pierces an enemy's hand, and then it turns into a bunch of scorpions that sting the guy. It's very good. So fucking cool. Um, and it's said that it's more powerful than Gold Experience's version of that life-granting ability. This implies that like Gold Experience could, it can be used to track life and return damage dealt to the animated objects on a scale greater than the original stand could. Uh, Gold Experience Requiem's primary ability is that it is able to revert actions and willpowers to a state of zero, which completely nullifies these actions or wills and prevents them from becoming real in the first place. This makes it basically invincible, as any actions conceivably taken against it would be nullified and have never occurred in the first place. It's a little, like, reality-bending, which, like, you gotta, you just kinda accept it. It's a little timey. You know. Yeah. Its its range of influence has been shown to stretch from simple surface contact with the stand to events occurring within its field of attention. To paraphrase the wiki for the most prominent example of this shown, if the opponent is attacked by Gold Experienced Requiem, they will also continuously experience death, as they will die but repeatedly return to the point zero, the point immediately before the process death actually occurred. Through this ability, Gold Experience Requiem creates a new reality, effectively trapping the victim in an endless loop of near death. Effectively, the victim is dead, but in their mind, they can never reach that state of death. They're always almost there. Yeah, so since we've already talked about King Crimson, do you want to talk about how this is a cool foil to that? Uh, sure? Right, do you- yeah, because King Crimson's whole thing- is that it removes the initial impetus for something, and it just leads to the event that occurs in the end. Oh, then and then Gold Experience Requiem is all about the event and never reaches the the conclusion. Exactly. The way I describe it to people is that um, King Crimson skips cause and goes straight to effect. Yeah where Gold Experience Requiem just keeps things set on the cause and never allows it to actually reach the effect. That is a cool take that I never thought of. Damn, everyone learning new stuff on standoff. <laughs> that makes Gold Experience Requiem, like, leagues cooler in my mind, though I guess that is taking the part into account a little more than we usually do, but Gold Experience Requiem's fucking cool. Hey, part of the ability I wanted to mention. Yeah. Um, in Georgia's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle... <laughs> <laughs> um, Gold Experience Requiem isn't affected by, um, what's it called? Made in Heaven's Time Acceleration. We haven't talked about Made in Heaven. I know, but that's, Made, made in Heaven destroys the universe. It does Made in Heaven's, Made in Heaven accelerates time for every, for the whole universe, except Gold Experience Requiem, apparently. And Rohan. And Rohan, but that's because he's busy. Can't deal with that right now. <laughs> I wish I could do that, though. I wish I could, like, survive the heat death of the universe by being busy. (laughs) I think this ability is an A. It may be a hot take. It's definitely an A. I'd argue S. I'd say if there's any ability that gets an S, it would be Gold Experience Requiem. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. So, like, we're giving it an A, but, like, real talk, the ones who are actually listening to the show, it's kind of an S. All you real ones. Yeah. Real stand fam. Also, video game video game drop knowledge. 
another one, in Eyes of Heaven, it introduces the world over heaven, which is effectively the strongest stand ever. <laughs> and it's the only stand that can nullify Gold Experience Requiem. It's literally the only one that's stronger than it. And it's a non-canon ridiculous stand. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't the world over heaven just, like, bend the reality? Yeah. I I don't remember what it does, and I don't want to remember what it does. That was a weird thing. That's what we should do. Whatever stand wins the bracket should go up against the world over heaven. It should go against Dio over heaven. Have you ever seen that man? I don't like that man's sideburns. I love it. <laughs> no. The only time it's cool when somebody's body says their name is scary monsters. But that's also Dio. Yeah, but every other time it sucks. <laughs> look at him! I don't want to look at him. Everybody that you're that's listening, you gotta go to the you gotta go to the Discord and you gotta at me and I'll give you a gif of Dio over Heaven Ascension, so, whatever you call him. Yeah, it's Heaven Ascension Dio. Dio over Heaven. No, it's the world. No. <laughs> All right, versatility for Gold Experience Requiem is mysterious. It's a mystery. What do you mean it's mysterious? So. It does, I guess it's an A, because I think Gold Experience's versatility would be an A, and it does all those same things. And and also sort of more, but I'd I'd agree that the the extra that it does isn't super versatile. I wonder, could you like, I'm going back to the mandom argument, but if you like, see, so this one's real, so if you burned your pie that you put in the oven, Gold Experience Requiem could just go back to when you put the pie in the oven and be like, nah, try again. The pot would be burnt, but it would never reach the state of burnt. <laughs> I hate this. Let's just move on. It's an A for versatility. Shout out to Zero. Shout out to the, the state of Zero. Oh, are we playing the Nonary games? Uh, shout out to Zero from Code Geass. Uh, shout out to shout out to Zero the Third. Dude, I have I have <laughs> I have an ad on my computer for a concert with that's like featuring limp biscuit as its top uh person that's amazing it fucking heard you bro (laughs) it knows what you're talking about google listens to standoff google listens to standoff oh thank you for sending me have an ascension do i told you if you go to the if you go to the discord and at me everyone listening i'll send you have an ascension do gold experience requiem's understandability is a c yeah, that's fair. I'm not going to try to argue with that. The life-giving stuff makes sense and has an internal logic. And it's easy to hear about the whole returning to zero thing and be like, okay, I get that. But it's also completely nonsensical from a how things work standpoint. Yeah, I get you. I'll accept it. Then I guess that brings us to reference, which is, again, Requiem by Mozart, which is great for the final confrontation of this anime, basically. And the album Gold Experience by Prince, which whips ass. Yeah. Rocky finally got to flex his Prince muscles. (laughs) I don't like the way I said that. And then he waited until part eight and just dumped it all out there. (laughs) I think it's an A. Like I said, Requiem by Mozart fits for the climax of the arc, and Gold Experience by Prince is fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. An X Factor for Gold Experience Requiem is an A. It's great. Yeah, it's gotta be an A. It's fucking, it's, it's the, it's one of the best stands. 
just overall. Which, I mean, sorry to judgment, but, like, is that really fair? Judgment makes a bunch of play things to attack while the experience Requiem, but it turns them back to zero, and then it turns all the clay into scorpions, and they kill Judgment. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. I still got it. And then Gold Experience Requiem has its crotchless pants, so it pees in the... <laughs> Stop. I don't want to talk about I'm this piss anymore. Let me tell you what Limp Bizkit looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what Limp Biscuit looks like. There are a bunch of dudes with goatees and red hats. <laughs> Google Fred Durst. <laughs> um, the stand. Okay. Minimize all our notes. Okay. Spell Biscuit the way it spells in the band name. B I Z K I T. All right, you got it. I did it. It took me so long to memorize that for the JoJo Bizarre Adventure stand quiz. I have a fun fact about that. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they made... I'm talking about the band, by the way, because Limp Bizkit's really funny to me. <laughs> um, when they're making the name for their band, they wanted something as off-putting as possible. And... Um, they did it. Well, th- this was like... They also considered the name Blood Fart. <laughs> and... I don't know if you're going to want to cut this one, but they also consider the name Dick Split. That's pretty good. No, it's not. That's pretty good. By the way, I have a Fred Durst, uh, 13 weirdest Fred Durst facts open. So. <laughs> Alright, we'll get there. Sure. We'll get to the Fred Durst facts, I guess. Um, Lip Biscuit looks like fucking nothing. It's, ac- it's invisible again. Shout out to Ashton, baby. Shout out to Ashtung, whatever, the reputation from World of Warcraft and Black Temple and not a Dark Souls thing, like I said last time. Okay. I don't know what the fuck the words you just said mean, but yes. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) Alright. So, yeah, it has no appearance. Not applicable. N.A., tell me what it, tell me what it do. Limp Bizkit has a unique ability that allows its user to maintain control of it while they are dead. So, it's another one of those. <laughs> it allows the, its user to bring the dead back to life as invisible zombies. When the ability activates, all nearby corpses generate invisible raids, including the user if they are deceased. From the wiki, these corpses manifest as tangible yet invisible spirits that climb out of the corporeal bodies and attack anyone nearby upon the user's command. The ability works on anything considered deceased and regardless of the species or the date of death. As a stuffed bird, an alligator used for taxidermy, and recent deceased individuals alike were affected. This also works on individual body parts. On top of this, the zombies have enhanced strength, the ability to walk on walls, and permanent invisibility. They can, however, be killed a second time via conventional attacks. According to the user, these zombies crave blood in brains, making them hyper-aggressive. So they're zombies. They be zombies, but they be invisible. They are invisible. Yeah, it's something. Why is it called Limp Bizkit? Because <laughs> Rocky was... Okay, so Rocky name stands after bands that he likes or is listening to while he's writing the part. So imagine Hirohiko Rocky chilling, writing JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 6, 
and listening to Fred fucking Durst. <laughs> <laughs> and like, let's make some blood zombies. The zo- they aren't made out of blood. They're just covered in blood sometimes. Yeah, they crave blood and brains because they're zombies. Yeah, that's just how zombies be, though, you know? know? I didn't consider that. I didn't consider that just sometimes zombies just are invisible and walk on walls. Not, fuck you, not that. Zombies want brains and they want blood. That's an archetypical zombie. I think I think vampires want blood, but sure. Vampires and zombies are like a hair's breadth apart. Nah. If you made zombies smart, they would basically be vampires. No, if you made zombies smart, then you get the movie uh called or Warm Bodies, and then you get and then you get um weird romance with zombies. Fair. As soon as zombies are smart, they're gonna start fucking, is all I'm saying. <laughs> You're right. Oh jeez. What does the ability get? It's the ab- good. The ability is good. I gave the ability a B. Yeah, let's say B, but let's also say the versatility is garbage. It's a D because it can do individual parts of bodies, I think, but it's still sure. low. I'd give it a D just because you can reincarnate yourself. Fair. But as yeah. but as a, a blood-seeking zombie. Right, it makes you go wild. Thanks, Sports Max. It's, it, this is straight up just fucking uh, Bloodborne. It's- Invisible raids that try to... Eat your blood. It's exactly Bloodborne. It is kind of Bloodborne, though. Shout out to Bed Bath and ARG is over. They had Bloodborne in that? What? Yeah, Bloodborne was all over that. We had to assemble the three pieces of Botar, like the three umbilical cord pieces, to end the ARG. <laughs> Jesus. It was really good. I think understandability is an A, though. It makes you an invisible zombie. Yeah, there's not a lot that isn't immediately obvious once you hear... That in reincarnates the dead as invisible zombies. Once you get over that, you're good. It does reincarnate Dio's bone. It does? Yeah. That's bad. It is. I think it's still an A, because that's just a part of a body. Yeah, that's fair. It still makes sense, but I never realized that. Whatever. Yeah. I don't like the reference. Give me, give me a Fred Durst fact. Um, uh, he, uh, he applied for a Russian air uh, passport. Because he wanted to become a Russian citizen so he could go live in Crimea. What's in Crimea? I don't know. He said, quote, so he could go live in Crimea for a bit <laughs> by writing an ass-kissing letter to Vladimir Putin. References in A? Uh, he dated Britney Spears. Okay. Wait, did you say there are 13 Fred Durst facts? Yeah. Nice. We need he- seven. I can't think of another. Whatever. Keep going. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He hosted a party. Nobody cares. He hosted a party at the Playboy Mansion. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> he started a blog about juice fasting. <laughs> <laughs> There's something about that that's really funny. Yeah. He Okay, this is what this article says. He got a bit too into station wagons. <laughs> Does it provide any details? Dude, he has a podcast. I don't want to listen to it. It's called Transparency, and the fir- quote, I'm reading this article. In mm-hmm. his first recording, he sounded half asleep, loud scratching at his beard a lot, and spent 14 minutes rambling. Isn't that just what their albums are? <laughs> he just, he's like, I want to make a podcast, didn't even leave his bed, and just recorded himself on his fucking phone talking. That's really good. 
No, it's not. It's top six. It's good. That's, it's bad. That's really funny. Where's Where's the Fred Durst podcast? It's called Transparency. That's all I see. I don't know if it's still a thing. <laughs> this is critical. Hold on. This I think this article is from 2017. Okay, it's on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. We're going to get sued by Fred Durst if I keep playing that. You can hear him scratching his beard immediately. Yeah. All right, reference is a reference is a D. I hate the music so much. <laughs> reference is an A. The article says in parentheses after talking about Britney Spears in parentheses they wrote insert shrugging girl emoji here. <laughs> Fred Durst alone does not a lip biscuit make. Yes, it does. He is it. He is the limp biscuit. He is the flaccid pancake. I'm gonna cry. What's the difference between rap rock and new metal? <laughs> this is a real question that I. No, have. you're right. I don't know. <laughs> My notes say, "Isn't this basically what new metal is?" You're right. I'm pretty sure. I've only ever seen it considered new metal, and but I'm like. The JoJo Wiki says that it's ra- American rap mo- rap rock. Yeah. The fuck is rap rock? <laughs> it's whatever Limp Bizkit is. Oh no! Wikipedia says new metal, rap metal, rap rock. Okay, so they are. The what same is thing. rap metal? <laughs> it's the baby of new metal and rap rock. Rap metal <laughs> is what Slipknot is. Dude, did you know they their first debut was on a, as a they fucking opened for Corn. <laughs> Yeah, that tracks. That 3,000% tracks, dude. Question for a stand called Corn. Because <laughs> the Rocky has some taste. That would be awesome. This should have been called Corn. B. It should have been called Corn. X Factor is a B. Lip Biscuit is good. It, it's a. I, like, I was going to give it a C, but Invisible Crocodile is cool, so B. Yeah. Invisible Zombie Crocodile is the best, actually. It's pretty good. Now we've talked about Paper Moon King, which is way less funny. But it's, I have to close my Fred Durst facts. But I get to say I made that bus look like my dad. Okay, then do it. Tell me what Paper Moon King looks like. Origami. Yeah. It's t- the, uh, mo- the most typical form is it's folded like a frog. Frogs are cute. And that's it. It's just origami. Yeah, it's a C. It's fine. I give it a D. It's... No, it's it's unique. See works. See works. Sometimes it's a cell phone frog. Sometimes it's a cell phone frog. Sometimes a paper frog. Yeah, let me tell you what Paper Moon Frog does. Okay. The origami created by Paper Moon King is given traits similar to the object granted life because it gives life to the origami that the user made. Frogs hop and cicadas fly, as an example. They do not need to be around the user to maintain this effect as all of the user's origami paper seems to already be affected, and anybody else creating origami gains the qualities of the object created. Somebody besides the user creates a banana, and the peel makes somebody slip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The user can also fold hard objects, like cell phones, into origami. I didn't look up how to pronounce this word. I'm gonna get it in one, though. You got it. Paper Moon King also causes an advanced form of prosopagnosia in individuals. This removes the ability to differentiate between faces, like standard prosopagnosia, as well as objects, voices, 
and text. If one is affected, they can also be caused to confuse two objects or persons, such as one individual being forced to see leaves as cell phones, or buses looking like a human being, which leads to the best quote in all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure from the stand user of Paper Moon King, which is, I made that bus look like my dad. That bus is my dad. I want to let you know, mm-hmm. you nailed it. Thank you. It is prosopagnosia. Thank you. I'm proud of myself. I googled it. I heard. What? I heard you tick a tap a type in. Fuck! Thanks for giving me more work. Shit! <laughs> I think I may be biased because I think it's very funny. I think this is a really good ability. Um, it's not really good. I think the ability to give paper the qualities of life and use it as distractions or to make people slip or stuff like that is good. I think the ability to like completely fuck people up with that advanced prosopagnosia is really interesting. It could be really useful. I don't think it's versatile, but I think it's a good ability. I give it here. Okay. If it was just giving, making uh, origami things real, that would be a C because that's just a significantly worse uh, gold experience. Oh. Tubular bells too, sure. Um, but also with the prosopagnosia, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a B. Fine, I'll come down to a B for you. It's not a ton, but it's something. It's something. But yeah, I think versatility is like a D or a C. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't, you can't use it, I mean, the origami you can kinda use in, like, just to benefit yourself, but there's no way to use the prospectnosia without just fucking with people. I, so, a D? A D. It's, there's not a ton you can do to benefit yourself. Right. I think understandability is like a B, though. I mean... I'd give it a C. Why? Because the origami and prosopagnosia have nothing to do with each other. True. Conceptually, they're they're completely separate. Alright. It, it's cool to have together, and I really like it, but it doesn't, make, it doesn't make logical sense. And that's part of why it's cool, but that's not what understandability is. You're right. You know why, Kat? What? We're getting good at this. We're getting pretty good at this. We're getting, like, too good at this. I think we should, like, be shittier again. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how to. I'm too good now. Fuck! I think reference is a C. The reference is the song is only a paper moon as covered by Nat King Cole. It's not originally from him, but he's the one that makes it popular, and that's why it's king in the name. And uh, shout out to Nat King Cole. The stand user's brothers or brother? No, uncle. Yes, brother. Uncle. Brother. Fuck. Uncle. Fuck. He's uncle. an uncle. Yeah. Uncle. Uncle Joshu. Gross. Yeah. What do you think? I gave it a C. It's. It's. I'd actually give it a B. It's better than I thought it would be. Okay. It kind of. It kind of bops. I did it not. Bops. I did not vibe with it, but I respect you. It, it, it bops more than I thought it would. It this is why I think that King Cole, I think, oh, he's just a Christmas guy. But then it's like, oh, oh frick. <laughs> that kind of bops. That's fair. I respect that. It's probably just because I had lower expectations, but it beat them. Yeah. And X Factor's an A because I made that bus look like my dad. It's a B for me. It's good, but it's not one of my favorites. That's fine. I think Limp Biscuit wins. Yeah, I had forgot that these two were against each other. I think Limp Biscuit wins, but I hate... That I'm saying that? 
Yeah, Limp Biscuit goes forward. This wasn't a good matchup, and it's going to lose the gold experience Requiem next round anyway, so that's Spoilers, fine. it will lose. And it's also spoilers, if Paper Moon King went up instead, it would also still lose. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, Gold Experience Requiem is going to go far. Yeah. The thing is, I th- I like, I personally think I like Paper Moon King more, but I think Limp Bizkit objectively is a cooler and better stand. And also, there's just more to talk about. <laughs> Agreed. For once, we're not taking X Factor into account. I mean, we do whatever we want. I may or may not be just, like, sandbagging so I can do more Fred Durst facts in the future. <laughs> well, I legitimately think Limp Bizkit wins, so... Okay, so, yeah, me too. Yeah, so Gold Experience Requiem goes up over Judgment, and Limp Bizkit zombies rip apart Paper Moon King's origami, and... That brings us to the end of this episode. Next week, we are going to be looking at Scott Key number two versus Metallica and Gab versus the Grateful Dead. We we're, we got Scott Key one out of here. Now we got to get rid of Scott Key two. Yeah, these are kind of two stops. Not to spoil anything, but... It's not... The bracket's randomly generated, alright? It's not our fault. There are lots of stands that are interesting, but kind of stinky, and we just gotta <laughs> delete all of them. Like, Chucky 2's stinky baby. Scocky 2's a stinky, toxic baby. Just like Fred Durst dated Britney Spears, <laughs> who wrote the song Toxic. No, just like Fred Durst, he's a stinky, toxic baby. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get the fuck out of here. Where can people find you online, Kingdom? Twitter.com slash Kingdom, T-A-C-H-Y-O-N Kingdom. That's it. That's it. All right. You can find the show online at Twitter at Standoff Podcast. And you can find a link to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash standoffpod in our pinned tweet. On the Patreon for a dollar a month, you can get episodes a couple days early and bonus episodes once a month. And for $5 a month, you get all that. And you also get our recaps of chapters of George Joestar once a month, which the first chapter was a lot of fun. We're going to be recording chapter two soon. It's great. It's going to be wild because I know the Joji side is a little more ridiculous than the George side. So it's going to be something. How is it? There was a skin. There was a skin monster. And you're telling me it's going to be more ridiculous. I don't know a lot about George Joestar, but I know that Morio Cho is where it takes place, and it's on the back of a giant rhinoceros beetle that walks around in the ocean. Okay, we're, this episode's over now. Yeah, wait, so here. <laughs> we're going to talk about all this in the Patreon in more detail, but you know the words that Dio says to go to heaven? Yeah. Those mean something, apparently, in George Joestar, because there are three rhinoceros beetles in it. And there are three rhinoceros beetles in the 14 phrases. That sucks. (laughs) No, it's so good. It's the best, actually. Yeah, somewhere in Italy and Morio and London are on the backs of rhinoceros beetles, apparently. I disagree. And you can find uh, a link to our Discord and our pin tweet on our Twitter where you can come and yell at us about what we get wrong. And I guess you can find me on Twitter if you want, at RealKatsuneMiku. I just tweet about the show. If you want to email us, you can do so at standoffpod at gmail.com. And our music is Mad Rock is Strange City by Nice Wizard Music. And I think that's everything. We're done. I don't want to think about rhinoceros beetles. Okay. So yeah, thank you all for listening. 
And as always, until next time... Fred Durst also directed a series of eHarmony commercials in 2014.